Welcome back to another episode of our Yasha Ministries Let's Wrap podcast. And for those who may be tuning in for the very first time, welcome. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be continuing with our three-part series entitled World Turned Upside Down. When we last spoke on episode one, I asked the question that many of you may already be asking, how did we get here? For those of you who may be listening to our Let's Wrap podcast for the very first time, but have had that exact same question rolling around in your mind, I highly suggest you go back to episode one and listen to World Turned Upside Down, How Did We Get Here? In episode one, I go in in in-depth detail telling you exactly how it is that we got to this point. But as for today and the sake of time, the answer is extremely short. It is Satan, the ruler of this world, the prince and the power of the air, Lucifer, Satan, Beelzebub. He is the reason this world has been turned upside down. Now, what exactly do I mean when I say world upside down? What is the meaning of this phrase? The meaning of world upside down is to change someone's life completely, often in a way that is shocking or upsetting. A thing being inverted or in disorder, heads over heels, in other words. Many times we've heard that phrase before, heads over heels. It means to disrupt or overturn everything that I know or I'm familiar with to put in disorder, mix or mess up. I don't know about you, but if you take a look around at this world that we live in, there is no doubt that this world has been mixed up and messed up. This world and the things that we have been dealing with in 2020 have been extremely shocking and I will be lying if I didn't say it has been upsetting. We are living in a time where things have been inverted and totally disorder, heads over heels, People call right wrong and wrong right. We live in a time where people call up down and down up. People would rather hear a lie than they hear the truth. Before we close episode one, I left you with a thought. I presented to you the thought of, I wonder how many people out of the 7.8 billion people on this earth, Satan has managed to convince to follow him instead of God. We know that Satan has influenced a majority of God's creation to worship the creature more than the creator. There is no doubt in my mind that we are living in end times. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be continuing with our three-part series entitled World Turned Upside Down, Part 2, Prevalous Times Are Here. Our scripture today is going to be coming from 2 Timothy, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse through the seventh verse. Let's read. This knowing also that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away for of this sort are they which creep into houses and led captive silly women laden with sin, led away with direst lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's wrap. As we read over second Corinthians, the third chapter, I don't know about you, but like never before, has it ever been more clear to me as a child of God that we are living in the end times. We are truly living in perilous times. Now, when we begin to look up what it means to be in perilous times, perilous means full of danger and or risk, hazardous, risky, unsafe, exposed to immediate risk of disaster or ruin. Don't misunderstand me. I am fully aware that there are people in other countries that have been living in perilous times for years. There are people that have been living with the fear of intimate danger or risk or ruin every day of their lives. But here in the United States, we have become accustomed to a certain level of lifestyle. We have been become uh, accustomed to a certain amount of comfort, the everyday things of, of normalcy that we do from day to day, the things that we take for granted, people have been dealing with for years in other countries, but now it's hit home. Now, as they say, the roosters have come home to roost. We are now finding ourselves never thinking that we will be in any in intimate danger or full of risk, just going to the grocery store, or going to get a haircut, or going to sit down in a restaurant. No one would have ever imagined just going to see your family members or your friends or neighbor, you could be putting your life at risk. No one could have ever imagined when 2020 came in that our world as we know it would be turned upside down, that it would be shocking. It would be upsetting that our normal way of doing things will be disrupted. It will be overturned. Everything that we know it, everything, everything that we know, everything that we were familiar with has been turned upside down and we have to get accustomed to a new way of living. We have to get accustomed to a new lifestyle. We have to become accustomed to things not operating the way they normally operate. I don't know if you're like me, but never before had I had to think as much as I've been thinking lately about the situation and the circumstances that have been unfolding in the United States when it comes to the civil unrest, when it comes to racism, when it comes to um, just the, the indifference that we're seeing taking place and the injustice among people of color. I've never had to think about when I went off by myself in the car riding or for instance, when me and my husband was taking a ride uh, on his motorcycle and it began to get dark and we're in a certain part of the country or a certain part of the state that we're riding in. And I'm all of a sudden getting anxious thinking we need to get back home before it gets too dark. We are here by ourselves. Anything could take place. It's these type of situations that we never had to think about until now. Am I saying that these dangers never existed? Not at all. We have always been living or moving forward towards prevalent times. We continue to live in a world that has been turned upside down, that is being ruled by the prince of the power of this air. His demons and his cohorts, as I said, are continuing to amp it up because they know that their time are short. 
It's not difficult to look around and see that the Bible is fulfilling before our eyes. That second Timothy, the third chapter is leaping up off of the pages and we're actually living in this times. It's plain to see that we're living in a world that is influenced by the enemy. The Bible tells us in second Timothy, the third chapter, when we look at the first verse, it says in the last days, prevalent times shall come. I want you to know today, uh, believers or body of Christ that prevalent times are not coming. Prevalent times are already here. And how shall we know when prevalent times have come? The word of God makes it very clear to us. He said, for men shall be lovers of themselves. They shall be lovers of themselves. They don't care about anything or anybody but themselves. We, we can look around and see that people are self-absorbed. It's all about me, 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 what I want, what I need, my feelings. It's apparent here in the United States that we are struggling to get a hold of this uh, COVID-19. Why? Because people are lovers of themselves. All they're concerned about is their own level of comfort. They're telling you that this virus can easily be transmitted from one person or another. All you need to do is wear a mask, but what? People don't want to wear a mask. Why? Because they're worried about themselves, their freedom, their rights. They want to do what they want to do. They're not concerned about their neighbor. They don't have love one for another. It's not about you, but it's about the next person. We have to do everything that we can to protect those around us, not just ourselves. The apostle Paul goes on to say in this chapter that we're going to know we're in the last days because people are going to be covetous. They're going to be bolsters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. We know that people love money. They brag. They're proud, so proud of what they've accomplished, so proud of what they have. I truly believe this is why the Lord has allowed the enemy a season to do exactly what it is he's doing in this time so that we can strip away everything that we hold so dearly. All of those things that we hold on to that continue to allow us to, to boast in. If anyone knew, Apostle Paul definitely knew because he's the one who said, he said, I'm not one that go around boasting, but if I was to boast about anything, I would boast about my afflictions. I will boast about all the things that I've been through, all the things that I suffer so that the Lord might be glorified. But we're not glorifying the Lord in the things that we have and the things that we do. We're taking all the credit for ourselves. God said he would not give his glory to another. And this is why we're going through in this world because the Lord wants us to humble ourselves ourselves. He wants us to seek his face and call on his name. He want us as believers to lift him up so that he might draw all men unto himself. For so many years, we have been so busy trying to lift up ourselves. We've been lifting up our leaders. We've been lifting up our church builders. We've been lifting up our children. We've been lifting up our jobs. We've been lifting up finances. We've been lifting up, uh, we've been lifting up other gods. But he said, it's time for my people who are called by my name to humble themselves, to pray, turn from your wicked ways. God want us to repent of all the evil and the wrong that we are doing before him. It stinks in his nostrils. Those who are blasphemers, those who say in their heart that there is no God. The Bible say a fool says in his heart, there is no God. Second Timothy three goes on to say, you know, you're living in the last days when uh, children are disobedient to parents. We've never seen so much disobedience in all my life, not 
not only disobedience, but just plain out disrespect. I'm 50 years old plus, and I've never cursed in front of my mother. She's never heard me say a cuss word, but this millennium generation, they don't have no respect. They're disobedient. So you wonder why there's little grades. You wonder why there's medium sized grade. The young is dying young. Why? Because the Bible gives it with a promise. It said, if you want to live long, you should honor your mother and your father. If you don't honor your mother and your father, then your days will be shortened. This is why young people are dying. One thing for sure, the word tells us, let my word be true and every man be a liar. We know that God is not slight concerning his promises. He's going to do just what he said he's going to do. We continue to look at second Timothy, the third chapter. It goes on to say in God's word that not only are they disobedient to parents, but they're unthankful. We know that we're living in a time where people are so unthankful, especially this younger generation. I remember growing up in Georgia, I was just grateful and thankful for whatever we got because when we got things, they didn't come easily and they didn't come often. You were just appreciative of whatever it is you got. Now this generation that we now see gets everything and anything that they want. All they got to do is just whimper and we give it to them. We've given them too much. Now they're so unthankful. They're so ungrateful. Not only are they ungrateful and unthankful, we live in a perverse generation. The Bible says they'll get wiser and wickeder. He said they're unholy. Why are they so unholy? The word of God tells us in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the fourth verse, it says the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. I've already told you who the God of this age is. I told you that the Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He is the God and the ruler of this world. He has blinded their minds. It says so much so that they can't even see the light of the gospel that's displaying the glory of Christ. Now the Bible tells me that we as believers are the light of the world, but it's also saying here that they can't even see the light of the gospel because their minds have been blinded. So even though the light is shining and many of you are shining your light upon your family members, you're shining your light in the community. You're shining your light everywhere you go, but some of them are still not receiving it. Why? Because their minds have been blinded. In the natural when you're blind, I don't care how much somebody turn a light on and no matter how bright that light shines, they're still not going to be able to see. Likewise in the spirit realm, when they're blinded to the spiritual things of God, unless God begin to open up their minds, unless God begin to open up their spiritual eyes so that they might see the glorious light of the gospel, they're going to continue to walk around in darkness. They're going to continue to be blind by the God of this world who is Satan himself, who is ruler of this world. This world has become so turned upside down that second Timothy, the third chapter and the third verse says that people are now without natural affection. What exactly does that mean? It means that they don't have love one for another at any given time. It's not unusual anymore or shocking to see that a mother no longer have love for her children. We know that this world has been turned upside down when a mother can drown her children in a bathtub or when they can fry a child in a microwave or they can sell their children as sex toys to perverted people. We know that the natural affection has left. When you have son against mother, when you have mother against son, when you have father against daughter and daughter against mother, 
the one commandment that all of the commandments hinge on is that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Not only would you love the Lord, but you would love your neighbor as you love yourself. The word of God tells us that no other commandment is greater than these. But one thing I found out, it's impossible for you to be able to love someone else if you can't even love yourself. The God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the people where they are self-hating. They don't have no love for their own selves. They don't know how to accept love. Neither do they know how to give love out to others. We are living in perilous times. How do I know we're living in privileged times? Because the word of God said people are going to be truth breakers. They don't respect the sanctity of marriage or covenant relationship. A man word no longer means a thing. They break deals, back out of agreements. They lie, cheat, and steal. Pastor Paul goes on to say, you're going to know that you're living in privileged times because people are going to be false accusers. They're going to just accuse you for no reason. They're going to just slander your name. We see that unfolding right now in the United States where police are being called on innocent people. Not only are police being called on innocent people, but innocent people are dying because people have false accused them of doing something that they did not do. We are living in prevalent times, church. Not only that, but the Apostle Paul goes on to say that we're going to know we're in prevalent times when the times are full of incontinence. What does that mean exactly? It means having no or insufficient control. It means lacking self-restraint uncontrolled. We know we live in a time where people are so uncontrolled. We live in this world in a Burger King mode. Have it your way. People want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. People want to have their own way and it hasn't made it any better because we're living in a time of social media. People can say what they want to say when they want to say it behind a computer stream and take no thought of the damages that their words may have created and have to face no consequences of the damage that they have done. Why? Because they don't have no self-control. The Bible said life and death is in the power of the tongue. We have to be careful what we say and when we say it. We have to come to a place where we realize that our world and the world of others are formed by the words of our mouth. We need to practice self-restraint. Not only that, we need to know and have some self-control. The Bible goes on to tell us, he said, they're going to be fierce and despisers of those that are good. We know that people are just downright fierce. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care how they hurt you. But because of the God of this world, they are full of hatred. They display intense anger, aggression, and malice. Even worse, the God of this world have fixed it that they are despisers of people that are good. What exactly does that mean? That means you're going to be hated without a cause. Just because you decide to do the right thing, they're going to hate you. Just because you decided not to drink the Kool-Aid, because you have decided to live right and declare that Jesus is Lord. Not only that, 2 Timothy tells us that people are no longer loyal. They're going to be traitors, traitors of the faith, traitors to their family, traitors to their friends. I'm telling you today, church, that we are living in the last days. You better know that you know that this world has been turned upside down by the God of this world and that prevalent times are here. Now, the Bible says that in the last days, people are going to be heady, downright intoxicating, high minded. This world has been turned upside down because people are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. 
When I tell you the Bible is unfolding right in front of us, if you just look around at what's going on right now throughout the world, especially in the United States, we can't get COVID-19 under control. Why? Because people want to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. People are lovers of pleasure. They can't wait to get back to their regular routine. They can't wait to get on an airplane. They can't wait to go to the beach. They can't wait to go sit in a restaurant. They can't wait to go hang out with their friends. The God of this world have us just where he want us because he know with our own devices, we're going to destroy ourselves. I'm telling you like never before, if ever there was a time we need to seek God's face and pray and ask for wisdom on which way to go. Now is the time. You better hear me when I say we're living in perilous times. You better hear me when I say we're living in the last days when government leaders are willing to put people life in harm's way just to keep an economy running. That ought to tell you right there we're living in the last days we better wake up and know that jesus is soon to come he told us in his word that we're in this world but we're not of this world this place is not our home this world has been turned upside down he said we gotta know that in the last days People are going to have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. What exactly does that mean? That means that people are going to act like they're serving God, but they don't have his power. As we look around and we begin to talk to people, everybody will tell you that they know the Lord. People are quick to grab a Bible and declare that they're following the Lord. He said they have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. What exactly does that mean? They're denying the power of the Holy Spirit to make change in their life. They're denying the power of the Holy Ghost to clean them up from the inside. They're denying the power of the Holy Ghost to help us love our neighbor as we love ourselves. They're denying the power of the Holy Ghost to help us walk right, to help us talk right. He said, when you see people like that who are denying the power of the Lord, he said, from such turn away. In other words, he's saying, stay away from those people. When you see people who are saying one thing but doing another, he said, stay away from them. He said, why? Because it's people like them that will go into homes and get control of silly women, silly women who are full of sin. In conclusion, the apostle Paul goes on to say, not only are they full of sin, he said, but they are led by many evil desires. He says, these type of women that are always learning, but never coming to the truth. They're always learning new teaching, but they're never able to understand the truth fully. You ever seen somebody who's always running from one church service to another, one conference to another, one ministry to another ministry, always learning, always uh, getting teaching, but never coming to the truth or how to live right or how to be led by the spirit and not by the flesh. Galatians 5 and 16 tells us, I say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for they are contrary one against another so that you do not do the things that you wish. He said, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. He goes on to tell us, he said, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry sorcery, hatred. He said, continence, jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfishness, ambition, dissension, heresy, 
envy, murder, drunkenness, reviling. And he said of the likes of such, he said, which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those that practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm here to tell you today, church, that this world has been turned upside down. We know that many people are practicing these things and calling themselves believers. I don't want you to misunderstand me. There's a difference between committing a sin and practicing sin. If you're practicing sin, you are a sinner. But if you commit a sin, we have grace. He said, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy. That's why Jesus died on the cross. He has already forgiven us of our past, present, and future sin. So we have an advocator standing on the right hand of the Father. He died on the cross that we might have the right to the tree of life. He's waiting on you to come back and repent. You better know today, church, that if you're living in this world system, that if you're operating under this world system, you're operating under the law and you can't help but do the things that you do. Why? Because the God of this world is your father. But when you give your life over to Christ, you become a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. You're no longer under the law, but you're under grace. Therefore, sin has has no more dominion over your life. So what does that mean for the believer? What that means for us as believers, as though we live in this upside down world, the Bible tells us that in this world, we shall have trouble. In this world, you shall have tribulation. But Jesus came back and said, be of good courage, for I have overcome this world. We can take heart and know that even though we're living in perilous times, we are covered under the blood of Jesus. No danger shall come nigh our dwelling and no evil shall befall us. As I've said so many times before, we are safe in his arms. Church, you better know that prevalent times are here. This world has been turned upside down by the God of this world, but we don't have to worry because Jesus promised us that he has overcome this world. So we don't have to fear. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, we do thank you and we praise you, Father. God, we come to you, God, for you are our sustainer. God, you are the air that we breathe, Father. We need you. We can do nothing outside of you. God, we need you every moment of the day. We ask that you would search our lives, our hearts, our mind, our spirits, God, take out, move out, root out, dig out everything that's not like you. God, we ask that you would create in us a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in us, God. Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth, God. Help that our, us, that our prayers will be acceptable in your sight, Lord. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. God, we know that in these perilous times, God, we need you, God, every minute, every hour of the day. We ask that you would order our steps, O oh Father. Let us not go into no place that you have not before ordained our feet to tread. God, we ask that you would just help us, God, to be obedient to your will, obedient to your way, that we would seek your face like never before in these last and evil days, that we would lift you up, Father, for you said if you be lifted up, that you would draw all men unto you. God, we humbly submit to your will and to your way, God. God, we ask that you would just cover us, God. Cover our families, oh God. God, in this upside down world, 
God, that you would draw all men unto you, God, that you would open up the blind eyes, God, the spiritual blind eyes of our family members, our loved ones, people around us, God, that we meet every day, oh God. God, we pray that you would heal this land. God, we acknowledge, God, that we can do nothing outside of you. God, you're greater than anything we can face, anything we could ever deal with, Father. God, we pray for those that are sick, those that are in the hospital, those who have loved ones on respirators, those who are in the ICU right now, God, who are fighting for their lives. God, we ask that you would intervene, God, in their situation. God, that you would give them another chance, oh God, raise them up, oh God, that they might declare your word, that they might declare that you are the true and living God. Satan, you are defeated. We come against you with the blood of Jesus. We bond everything that's not like God. We take control of every demonic force, every hindering spirit, every spirit, every principality of the air that will come across to try to destroy. The, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, you say that you come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So we declare and we decree. We call life today in the lives of your people. God, we just thank you. We bless you. We praise you. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, I want to thank each and every one of you guys who thought it not robbery to listen to our Let's Rap podcast. I hope you are enjoying this series, World Turned Upside Down. If you have not heard part one, I do want you to go to part one and listen to World Turned Upside Down. How did we get here? And if you enjoyed this part two, please share it with a friend. We also want you to go to our Facebook page and be a part of our Facebook family at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. And if you have not joined us on our relationship group page, we also want you to go there and be a part of our Let's Wrap relationship group page also on Facebook. I want you to know that Elder Walker and I greatly appreciate all of your support. We also have a a place here on the podcast where you can become a patron for as little as $5 or more a month, whatever you choose. No amount is too little or too large. We do want you to support this ministry as we go around the globe and share the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ with all those that are lost or those who just need to be encouraged. As always, I love you, Elder Walker love you, but you better know that God will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.